0: Hey, I'm Ryan, welcome to Bible on the Beach. Today we'll be in uh, Acts chapter 23, verses 12 through 35. Now my focus in Bible on the Beach always to help disciples make disciples and for churches to plant churches so that in every space and every place we can see as many people come into God's family as possible. And so in that spirit, let's pick it up in Acts chapter 23. We've been following the journey of Paul the Apostle. It's just a good reminder you know God has us on a journey you never know where it will find you it might find you in uh, the mountaintop it might find you in the valley today we're gonna find Paul uh, in a bit of a valley because he's on trial he's in front of a group of people that <clears throat> were hostile and we're actually looking for a reason for him to defend himself even though he was trying to do a good thing it's a good life lesson not everyone's gonna root for you as you're trying to serve God Sometimes you'll actually have people that are working actively against you. Now this group of people here in this context were working against Paul. They had already unfairly beaten him. They had unfairly accused him. Does that sound like someone? Yep, Jesus. And so sometimes we face that in our lives. We get the good, we get the bad, we get the blessings, we get the burdens, we get the successes, and we get the sufferings. We get it all. So. <clears throat> pick it up in verse 12, Acts chapter 23, it says, the next day, more than 40 Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves under an oath to have no food or water until they had killed Paul. Well, that's a hostile crowd. People that have made up their mind that they're not going to eat and drink until you're done away with. (laughs) So this is what, this is the context of what Paul's facing. they went to the high priests and the elders to divulge their plans and said to them we have united in a solemn oath not to eat or drink until paul is dead so we urge you to have the commander bring him to you as though you were to determine his case uh, with a more thorough inquiry and we will kill him before he even gets here so when paul's nephew his sister's son overheard their plot to kill him came to their headquarters and informed him of their plans. Paul called for for one of the captains and said, take this boy to the commander, for he has something important to report to him. Now the captain took him to the commander and informed him, Paul the prisoner asked me to bring this boy to you because he has something important for you to know. Now this is a clever strategy of Paul. Paul's using some of the leverage that he has to get himself out of a sticky situation. It was pretty wise of Paul to suggested the commander that this kid had some advice that he needed to listen to especially when it was advice that was gonna help him (laughs) so sometimes God will give you clever ways and clever ideas to get out of the predicament that you're in uh, that's what happens here so the commander took him by the arm and led him aside in private and asked him what do you have to tell me now he replied the Jews have plotted to kill Paul Tomorrow they will ask you to bring him again to the Supreme Council under the pretense of wanting to question him further. Now, this just brings up a good point. Sometimes people have pretenses for why they do things. Not everyone everywhere in life is always going to work on your behalf and do the best thing that's right for you as you try and serve the Lord. Sometimes God will give you the gift of discernment and he'll help you to understand uh, those people and those situations. That's well, just a little bit of a heads up. Uh, sometimes people have different motives in life or why they do things. Now, Paul used this kid to get him out of trouble. And he did it by giving some counsel here to the shot caller in the situation to help Paul uh, preserve his life another day. Now he says, these men have sworn an oath not to, kill, not to eat or drink until they've killed him. They're all wanting you to agree to their request so they can carry out their plot. Now the commander dismissed Paul's nephew after directing him, tell no one that you've reported these things to me. Then he summoned two of his captains and said to him, I want you to take Paul by horseback to Caesarea tonight at nine o'clock. Dispatched 200 infantrymen, 70 horsemen, and another 200 spearmen to provide security and deliver him safely to Governor Felix. He sent them a letter. So again, we see here that God is putting Paul in very sticky situations so that he can keep telling people about Jesus. Now you see, in our life, God will put us in situations that we don't like and we don't enjoy, but you gotta have a bigger picture than the situation that you're stuck in. And it's because God wants you to represent him in all the situations that you find yourself in. Now, some of those are gonna be good situations and some of them are gonna be sticky situations. Paul finds himself in a sticky situation, but Paul is still having God work through all of the situation. There have been four different contexts now, just in the last two chapters, where we've seen Paul be able to share the story of what God had been doing in his life to different crowds of people. Some of the crowds that we share Jesus with are crowds that we expected to share him with and some of them are unexpected. We didn't expect to share them with. The Bible says that we should be ready in season and out of season to always give an answer of the hope that lies within us. And that's what Paul's doing here and he's doing really well. Now here's the letter that they had sent to deliver securely. It says, Dear Governor, I rescued this man who was seized by the Jews as they were about to put him to death. I intervened with my troops because I understand that he's a Roman citizen. Now, I talked last time Bible on the beach about how Paul very cleverly leveraged his cultural understanding, again, to get him out of a sticky situation. He says, I was determined to learn exactly what charge they were accusing him of. So I brought him to stand before the Jewish Supreme Council. I discovered that he was being accused with reference about violating controversial issues about their law, but I found no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. When I was informed of an immediate plot to kill him, I sent him to you at once, and I've ordered his accusers to also come before you and state their charges against him. So Paul basically gets a a letter of... They're basically punting his case to the next guy uh, for sort of not really wanting to accept the full responsibility for how to handle Paul because he was a hot potato. Uh, He was a Roman citizen, so he had the legal rights and the cultural rights. He was a born Roman citizen uh, to get him out of this situation, but they certainly didn't like his message and they certainly didn't like his culture and they certainly didn't like what he was propagating. So he had the rights to not be in the situation but people wanted a minute because of what he was saying. And of course, Paul just leveraged that to keep presenting the gospel in the way that we're supposed to leverage the situations that we have in our life to keep, te- keep telling people about the Lord. And so the soldiers carried out their orders and escorted Paul during the night until they reached the city. The next day, the horsemen continued on with Paul and the rest of the soldiers were dismissed to return to their headquarters. Now, upon arrival in Caesarea, they presented the letter to the governor and brought Paul before him. After reading the letter, he asked Paul what province he was from. Paul answered, Southwest Turkey. The governor said, I will give you a full hearing when your accusers arrive here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace. So again, this is the next part. Paul's journey, he just keeps getting bumped along. Now what's really interesting is that All the twists and all the turns that Paul had in his road, on his journey are very similar to all the twists and the turns that we have in our road and in our journey. Paul had a literal journey that acted as a metaphor, and so do we. We can learn lessons from Paul's life that are encouraging to us. Some things go as expected, some are unexpected. But we can always trust that God is working in and through our situations, even when we don't understand. That's part of the great lesson of the book of Acts, is that God works sometimes in predictable ways, most of the time in unpredictable ways. So we can take encouragement uh, from the life of Paul today as we think about that. I hope that you're encouraged by these Bible on the Beaches that I do I hope they bless you. I hope they encourage you. I hope they help you grow. I get a ton out of teaching them. If you think this will help someone in their walk with God each day, please feel free to text them or tell them to follow along so that they can be uh, blessed as well. And until next time, have a beautiful day.